Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, they, they should have noticed something was messed up. <laughs> I Dave's brother I, didn't tell a shit. I couldn't have fixed it anyway. Even yeah, if, yeah, I'm sure you, know, you don't want to mess it up mid. I, no, I had to do a piss ton of shit to fix it. Piss uh, ton of shit. <laughs> <laughs> now we're sucking with dicks. Now we're sucking with dicks. I get so nervous. Uh, don't get because nervous. I know en- enough sound people. Uh, that whenever I ask them to like, hey, less in my monitor or more in my monitor, that they do nothing. I get really nervous that people that they're don't. just gonna not change anything and tell you there you go. Because uh, like I ask sound people like, is that a real thing? They go, oh yeah, all the time. Dude, I'm just like fuck. It's like when we were in San Marcos, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not really hearing any change. And then I was like, oh, it's not plugged in. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm gonna have to do that to people when I run sound at this that spring show you were telling me you like the poster for. I'm, running, I'm running sound. Really? Wait, what? I'm do you know how to do that? No, I'm learning. Cool. It can't be that hard. Where, where are you running sound? Press play. At a high school event. Oh, my God. You do just got to ride do the Do you want me to bleep that out, by bro. the way? I didn't say the name of the place. Okay. <laughs> did I? I don't, uh, no, I, don't I, think, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, I think I was very careful to not say that. I need to get a coastal. <clears throat> but they don't have a, a tech theater oh, like department to do any of this, <laughs> even though they have a giant auditorium. Hey, can you get me a glass of water? Fuck. What? Nothing. What? <laughs> Vasa means water, I think. Does it? Yeah, I think In so. In what language? Is that yeah, why that German. bottled water company is called Voss? Maybe. That might that would make sense. Maybe he's right. Yeah. Great, great content for the audio listeners. <laughs> water. Vasa. Yep. W A S S E R. Vasa. Nice. Wasser. Wasser. Woo wee. It'll be an extra two dollars with this cup. <laughs> Did you bring it? I left it at, at Hagen's. Oh my god. This is what they gave me. They made me buy this. Who, my, who made my you ice buy coffee? That? Dave had the, a the real lady. chip on his shoulder. No, I this. didn't. It was just making you all they, laugh. So they charged you money for the jar that you after they, they, they told me how much the coffee it. was and then she was yeah. like you gotta pay for the jar no they had signs everywhere at this uh coffee <laughs> shop that said like hey by the way we don't do like to go stuff they didn't have fucking signs cool, everywhere no, 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 they no, no, did no, 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 no. what it was was if you wanted a large of something then you had to pay like a large of the cold brew that's what they, that's what they had to put it in but also they well, didn't, didn't have I, okay. like they had these signs like no to go like uh plates no to go like none of those stirs for your coffee nothing so if you did if you need any of that you would have to buy a like a reusable one and i uh, absolutely didn't see that all the locals clearly had seen these signs or like had like uh, you know they they're going there yeah so they're all showing up with their own like uh (laughs) coffee uh (laughs) bottles whatever and like i understand that's good but also like that's not a great experience like dave's never going to go back there now if he no if i do i'm not going to have this it was you're not going to keep track of your jar that used to have pasta just drink it there just drink it there that's the that's the alternative don't pay two dollars and just sit and drink it what do you mean you can drink it you still have to pay for the the well i don't know about that that's a that that's a to-go one so i got a large but it was in a different container that was for there i got a pour over coffee like a just like a regular coffee did you have to pay for the machine no I just paid for my coffee and I drank it. Uh, the, when we were in OKC last weekend, Dave and I. No, uh, wait, wait, wait. These are these are. You know, I'm just gonna ask you guys this. Go ahead. 
Well, Whatever. I was, I was, I was going to say that the, the morning after the gig, I was like making plans. I'm like, where are we going to go get coffee? And Dave was like, are we going to the same one as last time? <laughs> I was like, no. I, I, didn't, I don't. Well, I don't you know. could know because you have the, the special thing. You, you know, it, it felt like a, like a Seinfeld moment. Where I was like, I know I gotta pay for this glass. What if I want a straw? <laughs> now I gotta pay for the glass. I gotta glass. pay for the glass too. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna switch us over. Seinfeld, not funny. That's okay. It was funny. What did you say? Seinfeld, not funny. Nice. Light me up in the comments. Light him up. <sighs> actually, I actually don't care about that opinion at all. Yeah, that opinion does nothing for me. I don't. I don't think anybody should. If you like Seinfeld, good for you. Um, I like things that you don't like as well. So, La- right. Last Jedi is probably the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah true. I mean, nobody here disagrees with that. So. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Dave might. I don't know what the, the difference is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it could be the twelfth movie for all he knows. Which one did I watch a whole lot? Uh, the Force Awakens. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. I like that one. Good enough. I can't even remember what it's called. I mean, yeah, why, why would you well, know what it's, it's called? It's, you just came in the break room and it was just on. You're like, oh, this is oh, good. I'll watch this. It's, you don't, it's, you don't uh, have to remember. Like, I, I think there's a lot of like, oh, you don't know a name of a song. Therefore, you're not a real fan. It's like, I mean, like mixtapes. Like, I mean, for me, like I was always getting mixtapes, CDs uh, yeah. that my friends gave me. And I wouldn't know the names on the songs. Yeah. But yeah. I loved them and I hear them and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Fake fan. Yeah. Fake fan. <clears throat> fake yeah. fan. How's it? How's it? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm glad I have your permission this time. Yeah. Adam, are you good with this? What do you mean? Is it different? No, I'm just I'm asking permission. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Dave? Yeah. Old Dave. Yeah. Old Dave. Old Dave. Old Dave. <laughs> Old Dave. Morning. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. Old I'm Dave. Adam. <laughs> I'm Jackson. Are you new Jackson or old Jackson? I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. So I don't know if we're doing like a, you know, like philosophy thing and like you know like can are, are you always new or are you the old you like are you what like i don't know am i new jackson <laughs> you're not drinking dr pepper so maybe oh yeah yeah i'm trying not to do that kind of stuff i'm eating healthy whoa hey ian in the chat can you could you hear the horn Oh, yeah, there is a, a chat a, delay, so we're gonna get that. That's a great question. That's a good check, actually. Yeah. Oh no, Ian, yeah. Ian, I, I, I was like. I don't know Ian. Uh, I, yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't know him. But I kind of figured like, oh, he's gonna like Seinfeld, and I'm gonna get lit up. But he said boo on Seinfeld for him too. So I think Ian and I are back on course. For, I think you're best friends now. <laughs> for everybody who watched the the YouTube video, oh, well, I guess just just the live stream, the audio was like royally fucked. That's why Dave is asking if you can yeah. hear the. Yeah, oh, it was none of the mics or. Sounds it was the it was, room. It was it's honestly iPhone. on the chat the, for not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't. I don't it, blame really Hagen. I don't blame specific. New Dave. I don't blame Adam. I've never blamed Adam. Um, it, be, it would be fucked if you blamed New Dave. Yeah, New Dave has a Unless great mustache. <laughs> New Dave does have a great mustache. Even if he unplugged stuff, that wouldn't have explained what happened. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, during that episode uh, last week with New Dave, I said something like, oh, you also like wear like a specific hat. And then as soon as like it, it was one of those things where I sat in the car, uh, he was talking about how Edgar Derby wears a specific hat. And I was like, man, I guess I've just never noticed the hat. And I sat down in the car. I was like, I know the fucking hat. Yeah. yeah. Like immediate, yeah. I thought he was talking like like a ball cap or something like that. And I was like, oh, so you always have a hat. OK, cool, cool. And then I immediately sat down. I was like, oh. 
it's like it's it's a <laughs> the specific look is, hat. The look is always the same. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen Adam in a hat. I don't really care for hats. Yeah. Yeah. He All wears right. beanies. Beanies are different. Yeah. yeah. They're hats. They they go on your head. Here's They're a question. The hat variety. Here's a question. This was bothering me a lot yesterday. I had a migraine all day yesterday, and uh, I th- this came up in a conversation, and I was just really already in a bad mood, so this was just uh, tough for me. But I, why is it called a why work- is it called <laughs> why is it called a workbench? You sit on a bench. Why isn't it called a work table? I don't understand that use of the word. Why you, is it? Have like, you looked it up? We spent so long looking it up yesterday. Okay, I'm yeah. not even gonna do it. Uh, it j- just it's stupid, dumb. Yeah. But just curious if anybody has a good reason. As I to don't why. sit on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Golly, know, thank other you. Than English is dumb and doesn't make sense a lot. English that's is dumb and doesn't make sense a lot. That's what I landed on yeah. too. That's I exactly. I thought that building should be called build or built. Oh, instead of building, in, if it's in is it construction, floor zero or floor one, floor zero. <laughs> no, um, floor one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I like saying lift ground floor. You like saying ground lift? floor is yeah. good. Like that, that's a that's happy a, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Wow. God damn. Ground, fucking mediator over here. Ground floor one. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, dude, I stood. Uh, I stood in an elevator at a hotel I was staying in last week without pushing a floor to go to, and I was like, uh, man, this thing is taking forever. You just sat there. <laughs> I just stood there like. Wow, I would yeah. panic after uh, like some that. point. Yeah. yeah, it was. To be fair, it was like seven thirty in the morning, and so I was barely awake, and I was just like, "How many floors were there?" Though? I was on the second floor. Because <laughs> I've done so I was that. Like, this is, I'm not. That, I feel like I'm that. not even moving. I've done that, and it was like to go up to like four thirty something, and I was oh, like, "Shit!" I think that makes more sense for me to be like, <laughs> I, "I didn't realize we weren't moving," but yeah. second floor, you should. Like, I guess I got to hit the button. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad that somebody didn't hit the third floor while I was waiting, and then I would have been on the third floor like, this isn't it. Wait, wait, there were other, <laughs> yeah. there were other people in the elevator who didn't? Well, no, no, like no, I was the only the one. The third but floor would have pressed going down. could have down. summoned it up. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you would have been like, this elevator's broken. Yeah, I was like, I feel like a big dummy right now. <laughs> Did uh, anybody do Easter shit? No. Yeah, we went. Kinda, we went yeah. to revolving sushi later in the evening, but otherwise, I had the migraine. So no. For oh. Easter? No, like it wasn't it was, for Easter. It was just oh, like just on Easter. It was just on Easter. Yeah. Oh. That's nice. Yeah. What oh. about you? Just did Easter shit. <laughs> no. Too much stuff. Yeah. Um. So look, I got I got some some news, but I figured to pad out the time. Um, Hagen, would you mind giving us your quick Mario movie review? Oh yeah. Do you what do you want a timer? Do you want me to time this or do you just want it pop off? Um King. What's an appropriate <laughs> <laughs> What's an appropriate Jackson amount of time? just went full Italian. <laughs> like 3 minutes. Yeah, I mean you you how about you just run a timer and I'll tell you when I'm done. We'll just see how fast I can get it done. Does that, does that, that, does works. that work? All right, All right, great. Go ahead. Okay, so the Mario movie. Um I truly I think it is a excellent uh, fun movie. It's really great. Um, the voice acting generally pretty good. They have a pretty great early explanation about why the voices sound like they do. Um, the, the animation is obviously great. 
The soundtrack is incredible. The guy who made all the music did like next level kind of job. Um, I, I think the only complaint that I truly could have about the movie is the one moment where Donkey Kong sounds just like Seth Rogen. He just looks at Mario and does the Seth Rogen laugh and it's like, okay, well, that was Seth Rogen. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, no complaints about the voice acting, no complaints about anything aside from just that. I thought it was a clean 90 minutes of fun and I can't wait for them to do another one so I can have another clean 90 minutes of fun and nothing else. Um, if someone walks in that movie and has a bad time, you don't like fun. That's it. Ooh. That's wow. it. <clears throat> How long was that? That was 55 seconds. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I feel very passionately about the last thing I said right there. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I had a feeling you were going to be very contrarian about it, so. But, what, but, but like, like. I haven't seen it. Why? I'm like, not. <laughs> the negative reviews are about, like, there's no story plot. There's, there's, it's like, what do it's you. It's a Mario game. You ever played? Yeah. Movie. Have you ever, ever played a Mario game? <laughs> like. Like what's the what's the emotional attachment to these characters other than just like it's fun yeah. we love them it's right. great yeah is no... there a story to Mario Kart I don't know about <laughs> no <laughs> after like twelve years or whatever it is or twelve editions or whatever they're on yeah and there's like like there's there's stories to these things but it's not like we're like yeah it's not know, a big deal yeah it's not a fancy story I like I could maybe get it if it was like like Zelda there would be if they made like those yeah. kind of like those kind of movies but for Mario now no, I think that it's just about having fun should be at least. What's the explanation for the voices? Um, the movie begins with like an ad for the Super Mario Bro- Bro- Super Mario Brothers plumbing, and they all are like both them are doing like the super high pitched Mario voices, and then when the ad's done, they're they're talking to each other and like, do you think the voices are maybe too much, and so they like oh, okay. it, like That's they they, good. they still have like a Brooklyn accent and whatever, but like they they they're they're trying to like they've grounded it a little bit in reality, but only just like a hair. Okay. Cool. Yeah. How'd you feel about the needle drops? I've heard people like really hate those. The needle drops? Yeah, like the like no sleep till Brooklyn. Oh, take on me that they feel really out of place. I've heard uh, people saying that. I mean, it's a once movie. again I have not did, seen the movie. It's it did, a movie by the Minions people. It's gonna happen. Right. It did. It did feel kind of out of place, I guess. But uh, it, it, honestly, my only bummer was that it was just something that was playing instead of the soundtrack. Which but. is what I was gonna say to Adam is that like you're right. Illumination is naturally going to do that if you let them. But, like, there's so much, like... Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff they yeah, can pull from, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, like, Mario music that people just love, so... And they and they, and they they did use all of it. Like, it, it's it's in so many places. And then now, like, the like there's a whole... Of course, Jack Black probably had in, his, had in his contract he had to do a song. But there's a song where Bowser sings about Peach, and it is fucking great. And uh, I hope truly that it gets an Oscar nomination. <laughs> it is like it's not gonna. <laughs> it is like so good. Um, but like, like to me, that would be another thing that some people might find to be like pull them out of it because it's like too cheesy and corny. But it's like I think it's perfect. It's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funny. Like there, there are people that I like reviewers who I thought are going to go into this and not be like, oh, this is the best movie ever, but be like, hey, this is a good time. Like if you you have a family and that kind of stuff. But man, like. The two specifically that I'm thinking of came out and like one of them was like basically just saying like, oh, man, like I like what's the point? Why do I do a video game podcast? This is all if this is it. What's the point? Like this is so like this like product is so nihilistic and just like it's so shitty. And like I was like, whoa, this guy, <laughs> I I didn't expect you to love it, and maybe you even didn't like it. But whoa, he he apparently they were saying like yeah, in the car ride from the movie because they like all the hosts had gone to see it together, yeah. and then like we're driving back, 
he apparently at one point just said, what's the point of all this? Why are we doing this? And it's like, God damn, you like get paid good money to do this video game podcast. And because of this movie, you're like second guessing it. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Boo hoo. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I was, I was talking to someone at work about it and they were like, I feel similarly about this, that like how I'm explaining the Mario movie. They're like, I feel like people who went to see cocaine bear were expecting something different when it's in the title. That was a great movie. Cocaine bear. And people are expecting like this, like, um, like this uh, truly like incredible, what it's, it's a mo- It's a cocaine bear. And I, I've, heard, I've heard it's great, but I've also heard people be like, Oh, what the fuck? This is too silly or whatever. So yeah. yeah. Stupid. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I fully like I will watch the Super Mario movie. Or what is it called? I think it's just I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. movie in the title? I'm not sure, but man, I have to find out now. But I... Mario, oh god, it is the Super <laughs> Mario's. Fuck me, uh, the Super Mario Bros. movie. It's a me, Mario's. <laughs> you, I, 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 think... I, I, I will see it. I'm not going to see it in theaters, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to see it on a plane, yeah. specifically when I'm flying somewhere this year. The, I was like, oh, that's a perfect like time killer. The only, the only reason that I saw it in theaters was I was like, I, there's, I'm, I, this is like the perfect because it is so short. It's the perfect just go to a movie whenever I want to and just sit and shut off for just an hour and a half and enjoy pretty things. I told myself <laughs> that if I was going to see it, it had to be either opening night or like opening weekend because yeah. I was like with the crowd. That's yeah. when the shit posters are going to be there yeah. and like that's yeah. going to be the most fun. I don't really care so much about the movie. I just feel like there will be this audience experience. And genuinely, there were people walking out of that movie going, that's one of the best things I've seen this year. So people like fun. Some people do. Turns out. (laughs) Um, Any uh, fans of Maggie Rogers? Speaking of illumination, the connective tissue, have you guys seen that? Like how Maggie Rogers... I don't know if this is how she got discovered, but it's how I found out about her have you all seen this video the pharrell uh, yeah video yeah pharrell's doing like some like i don't know if it's a master class or something like that like a sit-in like lecture at a like i think it's like nyu or something like something that like that yeah and like he says like hey like somebody like it was some music production class so they obviously have their work on them and like pick somebody out of the audience she comes up and she like shows him the song she's working on and he's supposed to like give her tips and all that and say like here's what i would do songwriting wise blah blah and he basically just says like song's perfect that's <laughs> that's incredible and like it's just it, and it's maggie rogers yeah yeah and and, and like the, like I, I was just like holy shit that's gotta like be like incredible to have this just mega producer who's probably also a vampire um, just sit there <laughs> and say that about your music in front of your whole class. or just be like, well, fuck, I guess I'm done. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he signed her, but like she obviously got signed pretty quickly after yeah. that. But um, any, any fans of Maggie Rogers? Yeah, a little bit. Cool. Yeah. Uh, haven't really <laughs> spent any time really diving into her music, but with no problems with her. Yeah. She, so she's, uh, she announced a tour. Uh, I think uh, with openers, Soccer Mommy and uh, Always. Um, but specifically, when she announced this tour, um, she pretty quickly, uh, I think she has like a pretty rabid fan base, not yeah. like Swifties, but like tours kind of sell out, that kind of thing. Um, and when she announced it, announced all the pre sales and all that kind of stuff. And then I don't know if it was day of or like next day, she basically said, hey, uh, there's been a lot of conversations about like, uh, buying tickets and like the whole like ticket uh, fees and like dynamic pricing. 
what we're doing is what I'm calling box office day. And for the first day of pre-sales, you can only get tickets at the actual venue, which like basically her whole fans started like scrambling, like, oh, fuck, like I was just going to log on during work or some kind of thing like that. And now they're all like kind of all over the fucking place. And uh, I don't know. I just like I don't feel like it. Like, I don't think it was like an a bad idea on her end, but like, I just don't think that's gotta be the, uh, well, answer that doesn't cause it, cause she basically, fees, well, she said it does. It gets uh, rid of the fees. It's just the ticket. Accurate. I agree because every time I bought the ticket at the door, if it's like $20, right, but then they add $10 pay, yeah. of fees, they always charge me 30. Yeah. But is it, um, does it, does it eliminate the dynamic pricing of the presales? I thought that was the reason she was doing it. I, mean, you I can, don't know. Can't you opt out of that anyway as an artist? yes you can yeah i don't know i I thought that was allegedly i thought that was the whole point of why she was doing it this way was to like eliminate Mm -hmm. dynamic pricing for pre-sales but like we were talking about this over the weekend and i was like cool didn't nine inch nails do this already like and it it didn't work yeah but i don't think she did their next tour like normal yeah (laughs) yeah and also like the cure recently i don't think we mentioned this when we were talking about it but like they made it to where you on their upcoming tour you can't transfer your tickets. Like right, you right. buy it, that's it's yours now. You can't transfer. Nine Inch Nails did that. I don't think Maggie Rogers is doing it, but I can only imagine like if I was, I'm not taking off work to like, I don't care who it is, even Radiohead, who I would die to see just in my backyard. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't take time off work or anything like that to go to the venue. Well, I mean, because like- it's not just you're going to the venue. Here's my money. I go back. So yeah, lunch it's- hour, it's you wait in line. For probably the whole day. Yeah. yeah, and we talked about it when we when Nine Inch Nails did this, but there's a lot of people who don't live in the cities where this is. So yeah, they're going to fly like, to the show right. anyway. Or or, right. or like they have to drive an hour or two to where it is. So it's like, I mean, I, I know a lot of people who, who drove for Taylor Swift. Imagine if they also had to drive to get their tickets beforehand. Yeah, it's, it's like... Sometimes I can understand artists doing something like that to get back at Ticketmaster, but this feels like a publicity stunt. Well, and it... Fortunately, it, it, it is one day. It was yeah, just the first yeah. day, of pre-sales. day of pre-sales. Yeah, sure. So, like, there is. Yeah, that. I guess to be fair, Nine Inch Nails that was the whole yeah. tour, right? So, like, the, the next dates. day, and yeah. then like also pre-sales, they set aside a certain amount. I don't know what it is. If it's like fifty percent or sixty percent of the tickets, <laughs> but like if they sell out during pre-sale, there's always going to be that reserve for the general audience. Right. I suppose the idea is that uh, a lot of these artists, probably Nine Inch Nails, were like. Well, you used to have to do this no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. let's just go back to it. It's not that big a deal. It's like when my mom like talks about like, oh, I can't work my phone. What am I going to do if my phone doesn't work? And I'm like, I think a majority of your life you didn't have one of those. Yeah. So like, <laughs> hey, just think about that. <laughs> <laughs> just think about it. But to your point about it being a way to get back at Ticketmaster, they still are going to get paid. Even yeah, if there course, aren't fees right. on there, because they have contracts with those venues and they're taking a cut of doesn't of do much. So. I think I think it's mostly to make make things. The, the the idea is to hopefully make things better for the fans buying tickets, give yeah, them an experience yeah. where they're not gonna, I guess, not have the fees and also potentially not have dynamic pricing. But I mean, it, it it's, feels like it's punishing them. Feels like it's like a band aid, and it's a band aid that doesn't have good adhesive. It, yeah, like it's, like, it's, it's not like, going to do anything significant. It also feels like it's a band aid, like maybe designed by Ticketmaster to like help yeah. their image right now because it's pretty bad. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I haven't been following. Not optimistic about it. I haven't been following any of the Ticketmaster stuff. It, it, it felt like you know, like the 2016 election. At some point, I was just like, 
I'm like, it's, I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> opens up an inquiry, blah, 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 is suing them. Like the city of LA or somebody like a group of people in LA is suing over like Taylor Swift. And I was just like, God, I, I don't fucking know. It feels like there's just this like deluge of like fucking information that I'm like, yeah. oh, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And we're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I have gotten one or two. Are, it's going to have to be at like a, a government level. I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to purchase like at that scale anymore unless it's like basically Radiohead's the yeah. only one I would do it for. Um, but like, I was just like, I have tickets through Ticketmaster right now. But after those are done, like, I think I'm like at the point where and not to like punch the artist or anything, but just because I'm like, oh, man, like it's a lessening and lessening of the experience every time. It, like yeah. it just keeps rolling down. I'm paying so much more and either the experience is staying the same or I now have this extra pressure of like something I would have paid a 100 bucks for whenever it's now like 200 bucks and i feel like pressure to enjoy and i'm like oh this fucking sucks yeah. like yeah so i'm at that point where yeah. i'm not gonna do anything but then what sucks is like so what i just said is like oh i'm theoretically going to only buy from it for the time being like once every year to three years which unfortunately i think on these stadium levels that's like a majority of the audience like when you're talking about a sold out arena for Taylor Swift or uh, Metallica. Those are people who are only going to a show once a year or once every three years. Right. So that it's like whenever those artists tour, you're right. not yeah. like, I, I, I think I about my stance and I'm like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I don't know too many people that go to a lot of concerts and especially one musicians. at a stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like there's a handful of people I've known that have had that much money that they're just like, Oh, I went to so and so last weekend. I'm going to this concert this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's like, but you're not even a musician. But it's, you know, not that that's the par for the course. But right, yeah, they just have that expendable money to go and do something that's entertainment for them. I know yeah. somebody who went to Taylor Swift, and I knew a lot of people who went to Taylor Swift, but most of them were like Swifties. Like, fuck yeah, this is my whole weekend. Got a hotel room so I could avoid the three hours of traffic. That kind of thing. Um, I knew two people. Um, relationship will remain ambiguous who were going and they both seemed like they were hearing the information about three hours of traffic uh how long the concert was and they were like are you fucking kidding me i was like hey you need to keep that down like if, if the wrong people especially because they had box seats like yeah they were right like next to like jerry jones and that kind of stuff last week but maybe not well so i followed up with them and i was like so how was the show and they were like yeah so i went with like my best friend who has the box seats and i basically like i had a great time we talked uh most of the concert like i just like i you know i love talking to this person so like i had a great time and i was just like that's so i was just smiling so much i was like there are people who like are spending so much money for shitty seats you're in a box seat next to jerry jones just talking the just entire talking. concert yeah. she, and she was like yeah and then this uh song would come on and we would know and we'd be like yeah and then we left like five songs early to miss the <laughs> traffic i was like this is fucking brilliant oh. so fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this. This fits with my whole thing about I don't like Dallas crowds because it seems like so many people at like Bomb Factory specifically are just there to be like I'm at an event where right. people are like the yeah. only reason I didn't say like like 
talk about concert etiquette with this person is because they were in a private box and i was like yeah, okay cool then that's fine yeah. the talking the it's whole concert stupid. is okay in it's this situation go. you could just go talk and hang out like it was free for them else because oh. i i did ask them i was like well if you don't mind me asking how much was parking they were like, no yeah free you get free parking <laughs> yeah boxes. free tickets yeah free parking it's, i was like it's more expensive shit. to be not wealthy yeah mm-hmm. um do do you think that like oh man how do, how do, I've never been in a box. I've never watched a, a, a anything from a box. How do they hear it? it the they box is have, open. It's they open. Usually have it's windows. just you have walls yeah. on the side. It's oh, the regular okay. seats. It depends on what type of box. So it's either regular seats with like American Airlines Center. Well, it's just like regular seats with walls on the side, and then there's like maybe like a little like standing area where like you can put like a small catering setup. Oh, okay. There will be really nice ones, but yeah, they're was, on like the middle of the arena. They're not yeah. like close. They're not high up. They're straight in the middle. Even yeah. the the nice ones have like a, a balcony thing where it's like open air, so it's like you're oh, in your okay. own seats. You're just secluded from all the poor people. It's like those like <laughs> it's like those whenever like at the Olympics and you see. Like like the royal family it's like it, yeah it, it's it like looks that. like that yeah 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 the um fuck you probably do get like a mixed like audio feed into the like the enclosed area yeah. well, i i remember I, I went to i was in a box for a hockey game once and that was like you could hear stuff but as soon as you went into like the box it's area it's, it's it was weird. like we could still talk and yeah. like hang out and then we just, if we wanted to watch you just step back out and then there's your seats yeah. and then you're normally like like it's like normal for you you know what i love i love a venue that has a the the audio feed into the bathroom oh I yeah oh i think that's too. great yeah. it's I, normally dog shit which makes it more fun as you guys know <laughs> this about me i mean harvest house does that here in denton and yeah. i love it and um, those those speakers in that bathroom are just like and it's also like you're not you at least missing. have something though you have a like reference yeah. Yeah. what's, going what's on. weird about harvest house is they're not like it, it, it's not the type of thing venue where it's like oh i'm gonna i might miss my favorite song type of place like bands like that aren't playing there um and i like i love it at like the the musicals i go to it's like i i have the worst bladder in the world (laughs) and like i try not to drink before a musical but sometimes i do and so like sometimes i just have to go in the middle of uh one of the acts and i get into the bathroom and they're playing and i'm like cool i'm not missing too much like i'm not yeah. seeing it and sometimes they'll have like a depending on the venue they'll have like a tv in the corner where you can just sit there and watch it so yeah like this row of urinals where all these men are just looking off into the corner it's beautiful <laughs> i've always thought that movie theaters should do that right i thought that too have dedicated yeah. like bathrooms for each theater it doesn't seem crazy oh that's a good idea yeah that would be that would be great i would if pay only, i would yeah. pay more money to go to a place like that yeah <laughs> there used to be a website that would like tell you like when you're when, about to go to yeah, yeah. when to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I think that still exists. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Wait, like at what point in the movie nothing important yeah. will happen? So like yeah, if you're going much, to see like, the least important stuff. If you're going to see the three hour Avatar movie and you're like, well, I just can't do that. There's so much water did... in this movie, I'm gonna have to pee. <laughs> right. Like this website tells you, like, hey, whenever Jake does this, like yeah, whenever so and so says a line, like no, whenever he gets get his blue and, dick out, like yeah. go to <laughs> the bathroom. Two you have two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you guys, uh, what do you guys call P Diddy? What's his name? Diddy. 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 I'll go with that. Yeah, it's I, Diddy. I yeah. <laughs> whenever I was writing my notes, I wrote P Diddy, and the article just kept saying Diddy. I was like, I guess I'm in the wrong yeah. here. He's been Diddy for a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Sean Combs uh, tweeted uh, that that. You guys may have seen this, but uh, he tweeted that he pays Sting $5,000 a day for sampling uh, 
every breath you take. Yeah, every breath I take without permission, which I didn't uh I didn't know he did that without permission. Um I think what happened is Sting basically in so Diddy uh retweeted this like interview that Sting had done about that song and goes, "Oh yeah, he pays me $2000 a day because he sampled that without getting our permission." And so Diddy then retweets it and says, it's actually $5,000 a day. <laughs> I'm going to figure out what that is per year. Well, I could tell you how much it would be from then to now. Yeah, what's that? $50 million Jesus. so far. <laughs> I so, think, like, I think I would just be like, let's just pull that song back. It never came out. We're not going to deal with well, this. So, oh, so here's the God. thing. is He tweets this and like... He, That's $1.8 million a year. It's obviously facetious it's not real like that's obviously and like so basically people were like going crazy about it and then diddy said hey this was i was joking i don't pay this much like also (laughs) sting and i are really good friends yes i sampled that without permission but like we're real good friends but i think that's fucking hilarious that people genuinely think that he like yeah would have was paying that much paying that and wouldn't have been like the song is done we're not yeah just pull yeah exactly yeah i would get it for a little bit so much money because like isn't that like a a tribute to um biggie Uh, yeah notorious big yeah because like i think it came out like a couple months after he died and that's what the song's about but so it was just probably just the guitar part that he sampled because the vocals obviously sting's not in that song well the re-recorded they do the like the kind of like the chorus like a like a choir, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I uh, I never think about the song, so I was just kind of like, man, five thousand dollars a day, dude. Maybe you just like uh, yank that one off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it. I don't know. Which uh, speaking of sampling without permission, this brings us into our topic. Uh, here's another thing where we were talking about auto tune previously, and then I said, hey, it'd be a great idea to talk about sampling specifically because sampling seems to be not exclusively but prevalent in rap music which i think is kind of a blind spot for us and especially like the early rap music when this was like trailblazing um i think that's more of a blind spot for us i I think it's safe to say none of us are like super big ll cool j fans except for maybe hagan and me (laughs) 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 um But yeah, like I mean, there are there are groups like a tribe called Quest, but I think yeah. that like we're a lot of us are latecomers to that. So um, the there was a lot of um, just kind of wanted to talk about sampling and um, its origins, kind of you know the idea behind it, and then give kind of an example of uh, I guess where we are nowadays with sampling. Uh, so. What I found super interesting, I don't know if you guys read much about like the history of it, but did you know that like the Mellotron, the like piano or like whatever it you would call that? It's a keyboard. Keyboard. Yeah. It um that's a sampling technique. That's mm-hmm. what it's using. You press the key and it uh, activates like a player head on a piece of tape which uh, it then activates the noise that it has, which then has I actually just learned about this this week that keys have a thing called after touch like sensitivity to where like most synthesizers like nice synthesizers now like you'll play it down and it plays the same no matter what you're playing it'll play that sound but then once you fully express the keys down you can press a little harder and depending on what you set the key 
to or the parameter the, the to velocity i think it'll it do something yeah. so like what i was doing this week is basically i was like hey i want it to sound like when we're pressing the keys i want it to sound like you're listening through a pillow but i want it to slowly get louder i was like are we gonna have to do that after the fact because i think that's actually a bad idea do you want me to ride the knob and they're like oh no we can do it with aftertouch and then like i was like what the fuck's that and then they showed me i was like holy shit so like Mellotrons, apparently that's like a really like one of the first instances of it because like when the harder you would play it, the like at the little player head would hit the tape a little bit differently, making it react, you know, in a different way. And yeah, then, and some of them you can you can add vibrato to a note. Yeah. To, yeah. That's so cool. I had no clue that that um sampling was part of that. So like there there's all these like synthesizers. I, I would say that's probably from what I've read is that sampling was really became a thing, uh, an idea and a, like a a coined term, I guess in like the seventies when you're having these like Casio synthesizers being able, you can like just sing into it and then it'll play it back. And like Stevie wonder on uh, family, I think it was family matters or it might've been, I totally meant to bring my synthesizer to like do a little (laughs) demo. Fuck (sighs) me. Yeah, but like yeah, I have um I have a bunch of patches on like my like um synthesizer that I have that like it's me singing into it or I've got like I heard a noise and I recorded it and it's now like it it's a synth sound. Like Sorry, it was Stevie Wonder on the Bill Cosby show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What age, was this story? He brought, he brought in a sampler and like and and uh took a sample of someone's voice, the, oh. one of the kids' voices and it was like every key was that. Yeah. A different pitch of that person's voice, which is super cool. Like that, that that's I wanted to show you all that in real time. Get one of y'all to just talking to it, but uh, yeah. So uh, that that's really where musically the sampling started. But then it became, I don't know where exactly this started. Like where in the country, where in the world. But then they um, people started taking the um, you know the music uh, drum breaks is really where it started specifically. Uh, the uh, Funky Drummer, which was a James Brown song. There's a, a drum break in the middle of it. It's just drums. There's no bass, nothing else. Yeah, I would say it started in on, on like both coasts. Like the Bronx was a big Yeah, I know New York like was Grand, a huge... Grandmaster Flash. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. they, would, they would be doing like DJ sets and they would have the same copy of, say, the Funky Drummer where they could... Uh, they had the portion of the record of the vinyl where that break was... And then they could play it over and over again, switch back and forth between yeah. the things. And so there's like a, like one of the like uh, the most sampled song of all time. By the way, there's a website called whosampled.com, which is super fun to go through. Uh, and it will tell you like, you know, that you can just basically go Google. It's like a Wikipedia, but for uh, sampling. Um, so if you're curious about like Daft Punk, that kind of stuff, uh, but like the most sampled song of all time is Amen Brother by the Winstons. Uh, fourth is the one that I just mentioned, uh, Funky Drummer by James Brown. So that James Brown one, and what's really interesting, there was that video got, I sent you guys where basically people started sampling that drum break and then rapping over it, putting their own instruments on top of it. Um, and slowing it down and speeding it up. Yeah, and, completely yeah. making it their own. And then James Brown, after this, released a single, which was just 
the drums playing <laughs> it, it was it was funky drummer but like without everything else and like if that was clyde's double field the theory the theory is is that he it, it's never been confirmed but the theory is he did that he's like oh this is really working out well for me i'm gonna put this out so people buy this record because yeah. like when when we say sampling that a lot of these people it's actual turntables where they you know they might have one that's doing just looping the drum break and then they'll put like you know another sample on the other yeah. one um so yeah it was it was clyde's double field and he got no credit for that of course not. of course not but like <laughs> but basically as we're talking about like uh where i i'm primarily focused there there's a rap collective it was a tribe called quest uh queen latifah and then um um God, the fucking band we're talking about today, uh, De La Soul and groups like that. I forget what that group was called, but it was just this kind of like collective of hip hop musicians who were all collaborating at the time. And it's all primarily sampled bass. And in that same area, you have like Rick Rubin, who's starting like Def Jam and specifically um, at that time, obviously Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um, so this band comes up, this group, this collective, hip-hop collective, De La Soul. They released their debut album, Three Feet High and Rising. And they it, it's that. They're, they're putting samples everywhere. It's like they have a DJ who's putting together these songs, then they, they rap on it, they make it their own, that, that whole thing. And a large part of hip-hop at this time, did, did you guys listen to that record at all? No, no. There's a no, lot we, of we didn't do the research. <laughs> there's a lot of like uh, sketches. Have you ever ever listened to oh. a hip hop record yeah, that yeah, has yeah. like yeah. sketches in the it's middle? Classic. It's not as like prevalent now. Like I would say that like Logic's new record just did that. Yeah, he has a bunch of sketches in between. I wouldn't say this is sketches, but like the weekend, and also it's not hip hop. But the weekend did that kind of like Don yeah, FM like yeah, segue thing. Would count. Yeah, but like these like. These early ones for like De La Soul, their whole thing is that they're um, like it, on this record specifically, and they do this on other records, but like it's specifically they got together, they picked a day, they were already finished with the album, and they picked a day where they were all available, and they were like, hey, we're gonna do a, um, we're gonna do just like a, we're gonna come up with a sketch, like, and like just record a bunch of ideas. So they came up with this idea, like, oh, the, the theme is we're on a game show, and we're just, you know, joking around with each other. So they did that in one day. And then like part of that, even like outside of the music part, they're sampling stuff. Like there's like Dr. Who sounds in the background. And a lot of this, because it was like the wild West, there was no, um, there, there really wasn't a like, Hey, how do we sample things? How do we credit? How do we do that? Is this allowed? Is this illegal? That kind of thing. There wasn't that. Cause they were probably thinking like how much, maybe, 200 people 500 people are going to hear this record it's not going to be a big deal they're literally in high school and they're, yeah, doing, they're exactly. 16 years old yeah and so they're they're just having fun and just doing that they're not thinking about it much and then so they get to the point where they uh are ready to release it they signed to tommy boy records who just is basically like, hey we'll do this with you we, but we got to figure out the sample situation so they figure out a lot of these uh samples and but but specifically they're doing like handshake deals they're not getting like written they're like yeah we'll like just pay us this much and you're good a lot of those came back to like bite them in the ass whenever like sampling became a huge thing but basically they release this record and it's like it goes huge like 
everyone knows that they're they're like labeled like these like the black hippies which is the thing they did, really didn't like um they the record had or the record label had them add like an extra song on there uh called me myself and i which is their most famous song it's their creep basically yeah they got to the point where like at shows they would chant they would get the uh the crowd to chant with them before they would start the song we hate this song and then they would be like (laughs) we're gonna play it for you but you have to do this with us so they would do that and then also because that song had like a cleaner edge to it it um like the record uh like the album artwork is like flowers and that's where it kind of got this image of like the black hippies and they were like we're not against that but it's also kind of like hey that's not necessary like it wasn't given we didn't get uh, an idea for that or we didn't get uh, a choice it wasn't our intention so they released the album and then it goes super well and it was like one of supposedly according to the record label it was one of the like first like american hip-hop albums that was doing well in europe like it basically they were saying like oh yeah you guys have to keep this up because like it's just doing so well this we've never like they couldn't get nwa or someone like that later on they couldn't get anyone like that to be successful over there it was uniquely american and even then it was to a specific community not even like america as a whole so they released the album a lot of these people come back and they were like, Hey, you didn't clear this with us and yada, yada. Uh, the, with the amount of, there's a specific song by the turtles, which like people know this song. And like in every, like everything I had heard, people were like, Oh yeah, it's this one turtle song. I've never fucking heard it, <laughs> but those, they, they were the biggest ones to like sue them. And, uh, the biggest band to sue them. Probably happy together. Maybe. Oh uh, yeah. No, uh, maybe it was, but they, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah right. No, you're gonna get us fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, they, they, what was really unique about this is you had a lot of people uh, sampling James Brown, funk groups, all that kind of stuff. There was an idea of what hip hop sounded like and dance music sounded like. But what they were doing, like they in this record, they sampled Hall and Oates, they sampled Schoolhouse Rock. They were doing all these things of like, hey, yeah, hip hop can be that. And we are going to also do Funky Drummer, but we are also going to do this. And it's just like, it's fun. You don't don't take it seriously. This is just a fun record. And that's kind of the idea of the sketches in the middle. Um, but they release it and uh, everybody's coming after them like, hey, no, you owe us money now because it's doing well. Specifically, the Turtles like asked for, I believe it was like $2 million. And that's Jesus. like in uh, 1989 money. So yeah, it's a, a lot. lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, they settled outside of court, but at this point, the record label said, nope, we're pulling it. We're not, we're not going to put this uh, out. Uh, there's not going to be any digital distribution, anything like that. It's only physical. Um, oh, right. Cause even if they sorted out the legal problems, if the physical copy is like digital is a whole separate deal. Yeah. Yeah. Years down the road or whatever. And there's but. also like these deals apparently for sampling you will get approved for specific things like i said you could sample this song in your song for a commercial but i didn't say you could do it for a cd or i said you could do it for a cd but not for a vinyl there's some weird stuff like that it gets really like detailed and it got to that point and basically there's like all these stories of like famous hip-hop groups at this time specifically the bc boys were working on their follow-up paul's boutique which is like 
people call that basically like the the sergeant peppers of sampling because it's just wall-to-wall samples and they basically they saw what was happening with de la soul and immediately like got all the uh samples cleared by everybody and they got it yeah. like in writing and all that kind of well, stuff you, you do it before it's out too and you can get right. lower rates and everything and but like not only do it before they're out but like get it in writing don't yeah. it's right, not right, handshake right, yeah. like yeah. here's 500 bucks it's like it's not I need it's you. not the 1850s yeah right yeah so <laughs> handshake deals don't work for a shilling well try telling high schoolers that <laughs> a horse yeah, well yeah, exactly. yeah. That, like, you can't blame them for that first scenario because like right they couldn't have known any better like right that's not that's not the kind of thing they could realistically be thinking about so the whole reason that i bring this up uh this de la soul i want to say yeah so in 2023 it was this year um i forget the exact date i think it was maybe a month ago uh de la soul uh so for between 1989 to now obviously they weren't on streaming for a while and weren't uh distributed in specific ways like warner brothers got their uh um i think warner media got their uh catalog and basically just stopped releasing it so like they could only make money by um performing and then they were getting these like offers of how they could get around it but they were um, whenever they Tommy Boy then just the records acquired it again and basically said, OK, this is now in the streaming world. And they're like, we can do a digital distribution on iTunes, streaming, all that kind of stuff. We can do it. Uh, but De La Soul said, hey, we had a really good deal. And then they came back to us at the like last minute and said, hey, the deal is we're going to get 90 percent and you're going to get 10 percent. And even though we want everybody to have access to this, we just couldn't do that. And like so. It's basically they their option was ten percent or nothing. Jeez, and it's just like in that situation, these people are being fucked over, just you know, for the music that they make yeah. or their art. And so it, it got me thinking. It, it, it's now it's now on uh, streaming everywhere. Did, did they have to re-record anything or take out any yes. samples and adjust stuff? Because I would did. imagine there's a lot they couldn't get cleared. I think some of the Doctor Who stuff got taken out. So that that's that's this whole subject of like, there's this whole, and it, specifically hip-hop, and I'm sure there's a lot of dance music, it's the same way, that has been changed or is not being cataloged in the proper way right. like it is now it, it's changing in a way that like oh this isn't the original album so people who are who have pirated it or have gotten it on vinyl beforehand it's right. a completely have different, a different album. copy yeah yeah which can be cool but it's also in this instance kind of like yeah that's that's i mean not to go back to star wars again but like the same deal like <laughs> they made the special edition editions supposedly disney doesn't have the originals and those are just lost forever yeah. Yeah. that was like, part of the like purchase right yeah like, yeah to lose the original of something well it definitely I, I i would say like in in the case of this especially it sucks to lose the original of something it's right. like with star wars it's like yeah that 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 does suck but we'd already we'd already gotten all the other special editions before yeah and, and, i mean yeah I, yeah I guess the thing is like it should be like at least archived somewhere. Yeah, of course. Like a, I mean, I guess Star Wars maybe is in the Library of Congress, but like this should be in that kind of same thing. Where yeah, so it should get have this. copies that exist as they originally did. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's similar, but it's it's potentially substantially different. Well, and it's 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 like a pretty important like moment in time of like, hey, this is an album that did really well and got shit on. Right. People should look at this and learn from this, and not just like you know, like sue it into oblivion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so get this in 2010, this 
only in 2023 this year got digital distribution in 2010 this was put into the library of congress oh and you couldn't get the fucking record right, you probably couldn't isn't that it. crazy yeah so Jeez. you have these people who like it with all these hip hop artists and hip hop fans, people are saying like, Hey, this is one of the foundational groups and they're effectively being erased from history because of the way that they made their music. And I, I don't think they're obviously if we can clear in the right way, there's nothing wrong with sampling. It's a different way of doing it. They're not, it, I think whenever it came out, there had to be this idea of like, oh, you're taking my entire three-minute song. It's like, no, I'm taking like 10 seconds at best, and 10 yeah. seconds is a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm taking... It's like, usually a sound effect. Or like, or or like, like a lyric. Two measures. Or, yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. putting not you much. with like 80 other people. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not just you. No one's going to know it's you, Rod Stewart. It's like yeah. everyone. Well, like, there's that... I mean, it's 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 a it's a newer example, I suppose, but, like, there's that Anderson Pack song that uses a Hiatus Coyote song. It basically uses, like, the the, the main section of, like, the verse. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, but, like... Uh, and and they, he even uses, like, the, the, the chorus when she sings at the end of the song and ends it that way. But I know a lot of people that know that... I put that on with a large group of people once, and they were like, oh, Anderson Pack. I'm like, nope. Hiatus Coyote. Hiatus Coyote. <laughs> but, that, but that's, like... like he still didn't even sample like he sampled like probably like he said like like two maybe four bars of the song and that's enough that's to enough, be like yeah. Anderson Pack made it a brand new thing. Well, and even on top of that, like I have a friend who like a lot of his he's a producer and a lot of his music is sample based and in high school whenever he was doing this he would show me his music i was like dude how the fuck are you sounding like that? I'm like barely recording a guitar and he's like oh it's samples and i was like oh and i had no clue. Like yeah. I had no clue what songs he was sampling and they like broke it down to me one time and showed me the song. I was like, Oh, I know the song, yeah. but I didn't know. And it's the same thing. Like my, like the most prominent example, fucking everybody loves that Daft Punk album discovery. That's that album is like, I would say probably like 80% samples. And it has this like unique feeling. There's like all these like really famous dance songs on it, but you don't fucking know. Right. Because they added so much production to it. And like some of these like, there's a song face to face on that album that like, yeah, it's, it's being sampled now that I know what sampling sounds like, but man, it is so like, it, it's such a frantic production that I'm just like, this is a whole different thing. I have no clue. And like, there are videos that like break down, like it flips backwards right here. They added this effect right here and they'll add this and this. And it's just like, holy shit, that's a whole different sound. It sounds like a fucking whale now. It's an art. Yeah, there's, there's definite art to it. I remember when I was younger, I used to think like, "Oh, sampling is is for people who don't know how to play music," and now it's just like, "No, it's fucking art." Well, I've, I've tried to sample, and it's it's hard, and like it it makes the assumption of the sampler that you have a vast knowledge of like the what, sound what, you're looking what for, what to pull and what right. to, to take yeah. out, yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the coolest things I think about like like sampling uh, in general is the knowledge of like what can go over any sort of beat and understanding of BPM is something that is like really really cool and specific. Like talking to my brother when he was in town about it, it's like he would have like a, a drum beat that he would make up and then try to find samples that were either already like in that BPM or stuff that just like happened to sound cool there. It's just like a really cool journey to like find like I. As a drummer, my understanding of BPMs is like, I didn't know numbers. 
Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, like, I, I couldn't tap 120 for you right now. There's no way. Yeah. And it also, like, I'm sure for, like, specifically with your brother, he was telling us, like, oh, I don't know how to play. Like, I don't yeah. know, like, how to play a guitar or a piano. Like, I just, like, it's a grid to me. And, like, when I listen to his music that he puts up, I'm like, this is really fucking good shit. Yeah. And this guy doesn't know, like, music in the way that we know it. I would argue he knows music, but it's just not in the traditional way. Yeah. And it's just, like, they're what you're saying about like the BPMs is just like you, you likely if you're going about it that way and not modulating it, which a lot of people are, but it tells you like, Oh, I've, I've found this beat or I created this beat that I really like. That's in 90 BPM. I know that that's going to be a lot of ballads. So maybe this song's a ballad now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or if it's like, Oh, it's 150 BPM. Okay. That's really fast. So like, okay, this is now like, it's probably going to be a, like a big pop song or more aggressive. Song. Yeah. Well, when you talk about like even even if modulating or like or like quantizing something, even finding something and then modulating or quantizing to like a faster BPM that's maybe it wasn't it wasn't like set to originally, still might sound like dog shit. Just like having the understanding of like this is gonna sound cool if it's faster, this is gonna sound cool if it's slower, and like the trial and error you go through of that kind of thing, and especially like when you go back and look at sampling, like 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 you guys talking about with like turntables, yeah. stuff like that, that is so fucking hard. That is like insanely difficult. Yeah, like, and. So there's like people have this idea that like it's just hip hop that's doing it and that kind of thing. But like, as I said, dance music, it's fully entrenched in dance music. Um, and then there's people in the like indie world that like Boney Vare is doing this to like an extreme level. Beck has been doing it since the 90s. There's there's it's a part of like I, I would. I think you could make a really cool country song that samples in the right way. I mean, you, I think you can do it anywhere. You also Metal can, music probably does this yeah, a lot. Yeah, it does. You can make the argument, like, I know we said sampling was, like, started in, like, the 70s, but you can make the argument that sampling in a form has been happening for hundreds of years. Yeah, they've been doing it on cave walls. The yeah. first thing that they drew was a turntable. <laughs> Maybe like, it was boobs, but it looks like a turntable <laughs> to me. The idea of, like, the we, I'm sure we've talked about, like, the, like, musical quoting before, but, like, the idea of, like, like, someone hearing like a symphony that someone else wrote and then using a line from that symphony in their own and played on the same instrument in the same yeah, key is more or less sampling. Like yeah. it's, it's the it, natural way to like make more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's weird to me about this is so like there was a lot of people saying, and I don't know if this is hyperbole because I, as I said, I hadn't heard of De La Soul until they released uh, their catalog on streaming this year. Um, but like there were some people who were saying like, this is like hip hop's, Beatles coming to streaming. Not saying like they are like the Beatles, but like whenever the Beatles came to streaming, iTunes and then all Apple Music, all no, that just kind of stuff. Streaming just to like digital music in general. Yeah. Right. And th that was like this huge thing. And like it it was everywhere. Apple was like, this is our thing now. Um that people were saying, like, this is that for the like early hip hop community. And I was just like, it's so weird that like that's a thing. And I like I knew about the Beatles before they were on digital streaming. I had never heard of this group. And yeah. it's just like it made me really think about like, wow, if something's not on streaming now, and we're talking like broadly here, so go with me. But like if something's not on streaming, it is almost effectively erased from history. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and like And that's so scary. Well, that, that's yeah. very different from like the Beatles not being on a digital store in whatever year that was. 
that's very different. Everybody knew the Beatles, like you were saying, but also yeah. like digital music wasn't the only way that everybody was listening to music. Right. Streaming is like, it's pretty much the only way anybody's listening to music yeah. now. And yeah. at least will be anyone in the next like 30 years. And like Tool was the same way when they came to like digital music, it was a big yeah, deal, but people fair, yeah. knew Tool. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, I was thinking about like, you have to think that like with sampling, it is traditionally a hip hop thing which is a, a largely a black community based in this early day. And you have to think like it's, it's erasing these artists and stuff in that way. And that's probably why people aren't caring about it. Yeah. And it just like, it, it bummed me out in this like whole way, but then it, it got me kind of thinking of like, okay, well, have I ever listened to something that I didn't have access to, uh, whether it be YouTube or whatever before streaming, and then I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. There was this Italian metal band that I was super into called Stormlord. And they had this like uh, song called I Am Legend that I was super into. And I was like, I want to I want the album, but I couldn't I couldn't buy it anywhere. So I had to import it from Italy. I paid so much fucking money for that. Yeah. And I think it was like how much money? I think it was 40 or 50 bucks. And I'm yeah. like a kid. I'm like in middle school <clears throat> at this point. Yeah. So that's, that's, like a, that's like a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Like 40 or 50 bucks for like a CD that like really I only remember one song off of. Yeah. Crazy. So I remember, but I have this fondness. I don't listen to them at all anymore. But I have this fond memory of like the hoops I had to jump through i went to my local record store and i told them i want this and they said okay like this is shipping blah 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 we can get it for you but this is how much it's going to cost gave them money and they said okay cool we'll call you when it's here and i was like that was fun there's a japanese band that i'm super into right now sorry what was the name of that other band you just mentioned Stormlord. um and the song is i am legend uh but like uh, there's there's a Japanese band I'm really into right now called Number Girl, and they have like one. They have I think four or five albums total. They have one of them officially released in America. You can listen to them on YouTube, um, but all the physicals are in Japan. And to get them from Japan, they know people want them, so they're like jacked up really high. Yeah, I'm going to Japan later this year, so I'm like, I told like my partner, I was like, hey, I'm not really gonna buy a ton of like souvenirs, but that's the thing I'm gonna buy. If I can find Number Girl like vinyl or CD and I can get all of it, that's gonna be my portion of the suitcase coming back. That's my thing. And I was thinking, like, that there is that kind of fun. And so I did there there was a little like diving I went into to see, did people do that for De La Soul? And yeah, it was a huge part of it, apparently. People were like, Yeah, these are the things I had to do for it. And like I'm really happy that people have it at their fingertips, but there was this kind of like one of the albums, like this uh, specific person was writing about what it means to them that it's uh, that De La Soul is now on uh, streaming services. And they basically were saying like, yeah, there was like the album that got me into them is like most people say is their worst album, but like the hoops I had to jump through for that. That's like my favorite album of theirs. And I still to this day love it. And they were just kind of saying like there is that kind of like with streaming that you don't get that same like sense of ownership or sense of like hey i've committed this much effort to just getting it so now i have to like it right and i think about that and i was like wow i i definitely do that with streaming i listen to maybe about three to five albums a day and a lot of that fridays i only listen to new music that's released that day and so like Sometimes I'll listen to like nine albums that day and I, but then I just like, don't listen to them again if they don't really like do something. 
I was like, that sucks. That sucks that like now that I'm doing that. Yeah. And I know that that's from streaming. It's not like, a, oh, the world is changing. It's like, oh, it's because I now use streaming in this way. Yeah, I mean, uh, like talking about like the the hip hop community and the journey of finding stuff, it's a little bit different now. Streaming, I, I'll, I'll say, I'll say more than a little bit different. But like one of the biggest ways that hip hop acts released music, and it might be it might be because of the difficulty of sampling, and this is a way around it, was by releasing mixtapes, and yeah. they were largely underground. They were largely things that were just found in the community. I remember there was a time when, like in middle school, when I was really really into rap and hip hop, and I got like a a, a cut of some mixtape off of some whatever like illegal site and i was like i need this i need this like actual and i couldn't there's i couldn't find it it's impossible um and some of them have been uploaded to streaming like since but like for the most part mixtapes are like like that that was it could have been i wonder if it was a if it was like a, a response to like partially like the the sampling issue but that was part of the journey of like being a hip-hop fan was like i gotta go find this i, gotta I, go. I would say it was mostly uh it, it was probably that, but it was also like the artists themselves would make these physical tapes and yeah. like give them to people at shows or give them to promoters and say, Hey, listen to this. Well, and largely though, one of the, one of the cool things about like, like the mixtape world was it was like, okay, Hey, we're doing this one off release. It's me and this other guy, or it's, it's a diss thing, or it's a, like it, it, the, it was a really vast part of the, I mean, it still is really, really big part of the community, but it is largely like on streaming now. So yeah, I remember like this being a big thing in the um, I would say like early 2010s rappers. So like Kid Cudi and Mac Miller specifically, I remember this being a thing of at that time, the way I was getting my music, if I wasn't buying it physically, it was through YouTube. And I remember there being and then I would do these like YouTube converters to MP3s (laughs) and put it on my phone or my iTouch or probably my Zoom at that time. And I, I remember this being a whole thing of like, yeah, they had their records that were coming out like Mac Miller for a while. I was super into him before he released his first record and it was all mixtapes. And on top of that, outside of like the mixtapes, there were these songs like specifically Kid Cudi had this um, like it, it was I think somebody had basically produced this like sample track of a live Lady Gaga playing a uh, poker face just on piano and like she's just saying pup 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 poker I know exactly face what you're talking about and like that's not on an album it's yeah. not on a mixtape but it was this sampled thing that like kid cuddy basically freestyled over it and i remember like i vividly remember listening to these songs heavily and that was a super popular way of like i'm gonna release a song really quickly I'm not going to make money off of it, but I'm going to start getting my name out there. Cause Mac Miller, I think he had like, it was something like I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. It was like five or six mixtapes before he actually released an album. I think chance the rapper did that too. Yeah. Chance the rapper definitely did that. I yeah. think he's only had like two. I was going to say, I think he's only had one album, right? Yeah. yeah one or yeah. two maybe. And it's just wild thinking that like you have like five things that like are just like, this is me building my name. It's such an old school way of thinking about it, especially when we're talking about the 2010s when I'm just like straight up like ripping it off the internet. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm okay with that. That's part of this. That's part, like I'm giving this out right, for part free. Of the, like experience of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, it, it, it's crazy now that like, okay, the more savvy people are seeing that and being like, okay, 
you're going to get it. So like, I'm totally like, I'm not even going to worry about clearing these songs because I'm never going to make money off of it. But if I can make the best song I can, I don't ever have to pay Celine Dion. I just need to use her music. You guys will have it. And then whenever I actually put something out that is fully me or I sample in the, like the right channels, uh, then you'll come to me in that organic way. And what I pay to sample that will pay off. But then you think about these early hip hop, like there's gotta be so many more that we just don't know about. And like De La Soul is, as they were saying, this is like the hip hop Beatles for them. Right. It's the biggest one. Yeah. You got to think of the mid size to the lower, like, like that, that's just crazy thinking that like, I've been thinking a lot about like historian, like, in the non-traditional way, like not like, Oh, we're, we're looking at like, you know, theology, the great, the great wars of history. Yeah. Or, great yeah. wars, theology, all that kind of stuff. I've been thinking about like video game, uh, historians, internet historians, like the internet is such a young thing and people, because of that, it doesn't get the kind of like, we're not cataloging it right. in the way you would, you know, printed media. I think I'm older than the internet. Yeah. I think I don't think that's I true. think I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's true. I don't either. think that's true. But <laughs> but, but to, like to your point, music's though, like, the same thing. It's just like that's well, crazy. Especially music that's not officially available anywhere. It's harder to like to archive it for lack of a better word. <laughs> the same thing with um I'm not older than the internet. <laughs> yes. yes. Good for you. <laughs> um but like for, for video games, for example, and this extends to like just software in general, like it requires the physical thing to play it on. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated. Like, how do you even archive all that? You have to have working like video game hardware, and that's yeah. the whole thing. And this this kind of fits in that like equivalent of that for music. It's like it's too yeah. hard to to legally figure out how to archive it. How does that work for anybody? Well, and like the you, like you talk about like how many people went like just didn't make it like it, like early. Yeah, how much is just lost right? to time? Even. But like if you watch like any documentaries about like like the old rap and hip hop scenes, there's a lot of like things we'll talk about, like these legendary rappers that were part of like communities that were like, you know, like whether it be like Tupac or Biggie, like part of their communities, no one knows who they are. Yeah. Well, I I think about bands like even in our community and not that like we really right now have anyone in the Denton community or, or DFW community that has like risen to the ranks to like say like, Oh, this is check these bands out. But I think about bands that I'm like, were incredible formative for me that are no longer bands so like criminal birds and i think about like they have recorded music too but that's a whole another thing of like there are tons of bands and and rappers and stuff that never record anything like there's no record of it at all speaking of say hi to taylor because he's probably listening hi taylor hi taylor (laughs) (laughs) but i just I, i think about like these like formative bands to me on a smaller level but then also like on that level like there it an artist artist like i feel like people are always talking about like tom waits and stuff like that is an influence for them and it's just like yeah but like the general population doesn't listen to tom waits right and that kind of stuff and i think about like man who's getting a race from history and is that okay am i okay with that that kind of thing because like you know are you doing it to have a lasting legacy or are you doing it? Cause you genuinely like the act of creating. I think like high schoolers who made something really cool, getting punished for making a mistake uh, and then being erased from history is not an okay thing. Right. Yeah, and being, right. being <laughs> yeah. as influential as they are, it's surprising to me that the, you know, artists or labels that are involved with what they sampled just didn't say as like a goodwill gesture, like, yeah, it's fine. We'll just, just forget don't about do it. it again. Right. Well, well not may- even that, but like just, put this on streaming and how about nobody makes money on it? Like, yeah, like maybe they would be cool with that. Yeah. I don't know. But. Maybe for them now, the 
the fact that it's on streaming and the because you were saying they had to keep performing to keep making a living presumably yeah. um they are technically still a group uh so yeah so yeah maybe maybe this will be some sort of like a retirement so and here's the here's the <laughs> sad thing like about one this fifth of a yeah, one, yeah. yeah so they they had been given it's so deflating <laughs> <laughs> they had been given um the uh you know opportunities to put their music out in a digital way and all that but they kept saying like no we're getting fucked over just because you know our situation and know how quote unquote desperate we are we have to set the precedent that you can't do this to people and so good on them for doing that but like at the end of the day on the personal level you have to wonder if it was worth it for them because so there's three people in the group one of them passed away like two weeks before yeah so what's bright side is that these things don't happen in two weeks they didn't put it out because he passed away he had to have known this was coming it's just super sad that he didn't get to see that day yeah. because or it see was, the impact it yeah, will have. yeah it was a huge thing when it came out i remember that's why i'm talking about it why i've listened to all their albums now is because people were talking about it like uh, my favorite band Cohen cambria they were talking about it the two like like most prominent guys the guitarist and the singer they were both talking about like yeah we're from new york and we remember listening to this when we were growing up so we went to the store and bought it on vinyl i was just like okay i'll check this out everybody's talking about it and now this like prog rock band is like now talking about it okay there's definitely some crossover here yeah so it's super sad like but you have to like think like on the personal level was it worth it to them that like he didn't get to see that day but also knowing that they did like really hold true and like did set a good precedent. Right. I don't know what like the, the actual the deal was basically. Yeah. Clearly they accepted. You have to wonder like what, where did they give? And like some of it had to have been like, Hey, you have to re-record these things. Right. This song's a little different, that kind of stuff. But, uh, you have to hope that they're getting a fair business side of it. Yeah. 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 But all in all, like, as I said, if you're, if you're one of those people, it, that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just not into that, like, early uh, sampling hip-hop, as I was saying, like, you know, like the uh, LL Cool J's, Tribe Called Quest, all that kind of stuff. It, that song, Can You Dig It? That, that tra- uh, that tra What's that song that it samples? The do, do. Oh, that's Lou, Lou Reed, uh, Walk on the Wild Side. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, like, uh, super famous. And, like, I sing that song, I say, Can You Dig It? And everybody around me. Yes, you can. Yeah. Like super famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like a party trick you can pull out anywhere. And then immediately you've broken the ice. And so like, if that's not your style, as I said, dance music like that, like especially the European dance music of like the nineties and two thousands specifically, just go listen to Daft Punk. That's all sampled. There's so many great videos showing you like, Hey, this is what's sampled here. And this is how it's Well, done. I mean like think, I, I think about like seeing clips of, from like EDM festivals from like, 2010 to now and some of the biggest moments of those like of those festivals is when a dj will start playing like a spongebob clip <laughs> yeah. and then there'll be a huge drop into into a into whatever like the, the big moment of the song is and then there's still a spongebob sample that pops out during like yeah. the breakdown it's like those kinds of things are but like you said huge in like dance music and are really like they're probably one of the most important things to edm this just reminded me did you ever listen to like metalcore music? Like yeah. I wrestled a bear once, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. That was a huge thing in that yeah. scene of sampling like movie clips. Quotes from movies. Uh, yeah. yeah. The band, um, 
God, I think it, yeah, it was Dr. Acula. Yeah. They had this specific song that quoted the like Goodfellas, the I all I, I remember growing up, I only wanted to be one thing, a gangster. And then it just starts this like yeah. really heavy song. Man, that was that was such a prominent thing to do in the the emo hardcore culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Enter Shikari. Like Enter Shikari was huge at this because Enter Shikari like had a keyboard player that also played like all that stuff. Yeah. Slipknot was using samples. I've yeah. seen bands that had a keyboard player that didn't play notes. Yeah. That only triggered samples. samples. Yeah. yeah. Jumping ahead a little bit, but like Lincoln Park also yeah. was doing that. Literally, I, wa- I was watching their Live from Texas DVD this week and um, like they cut over to Joe Hahn. Dallas's own Joe Hahn. And like, I'm thinking, like, okay, he's going to have a digital setup. I know it's like early 2000s, but he'll have a digital setup. No, dude's got fucking crate full of records. Yeah. Like, yeah. That shit is crazy. Him and yeah. Mike Shinoda are sitting there just like swapping records. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's one like, as Metallica's a, on next, dude. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one thing to have like a, like be a DJ and have a rolodex i guess you could say of like songs in your computer yeah but to have crates is like fucking insane that makes me so nervous like uh, the local theater that i go to um the texas theater they'll typically have a dj out there at the end of the night just kind of like spinning records and it's not like the kind of what we're talking about like record scratches or anything like that but i see them like they have a crate full of like maybe 20 or 30 records i'm like oh god that's stressful and yeah. like they're they're queuing them up, and I was like, "How do you get them perfectly lined up? Like I can't yeah. even fucking do that." Yeah, how do you, well, yeah, how do you keep track of what song is when? Too, it's incredible. The, the, yeah, yeah, the the it's, it's encyclopedic. You, you, definitely that. Uh, if you guys, if no one's ever used like any sort of like DJ like module and like with the headphones, like seeing how that works, it's super duper fun. Like, yeah, it is uh, very I, creative. Yeah, I've used one board that didn't have. Um, it, it, it had like basically like the size of where vinyl would go, but it wasn't actual vinyl, but you still had to use like do all the timing stuff on the board itself. It wasn't a computer. Um, you would like download stuff into the board, but yeah, it's, it's like very, very like the, the, the placement of the needle is the toughest part, but that's also again, why you have headphones. Cause then if you don't place it right, you can hear it yeah, and then put there, it exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. There are faders for that, yeah. that only play in the headphones. Yeah. Uh, but it must have gotten better because we have people like Kanye West, who is really good at sampling. And yeah. he, that's a big part of his production style for his own music. Yeah, like and for famously, other that song Strange Fruit. Yeah. Uh, for the song from Jesus, Blood on the Leaves. It's like an excellent, it's a masterclass yeah. use of that song. So maybe, you know, De La Soul served as the what not to do and hopefully it's gotten better right in the worst case scenario that is it and yeah. it's just yeah. unfortunate that there's like casualty well Ed, there there still are because there's a lot of like young like you know beat makers like talking to my brother about this it's like he he puts his beats up for people to use but it's like there's still like a lot of risk and yeah. using the wrong sample that's a, it's another reason why people that are coming up in any genre of music should get to know the history of that music. Yeah. There are some rappers I've seen little Yachty. I think it was say like, why do I need to know about notorious B.I.G.? Like fuck those people. They're the old people. It's like, well, you could learn a lot from them. It's not just knowing their lyrics. It's knowing what they did to get ahead in the business. There's a, I forget which rapper it is, but I want to say it was like Danny Brown was talking about like, um, I think it's one of the like Wu Tang guys, um, yeah. but it was one of those like '90s formative '90s rappers who Danny Brown was like, "Yeah, that dude's like prolific." I'm like always amazed in what he's making, and uh, yeah, just talking about like, yeah, dude's always making stuff, and it's always Wait, the best. Oh, step. it might have been Scarface. 
Maybe it was, but like they were saying, like Danny Brown was saying, like, yeah, like he showed me like three records he has done. And was I was like, why why haven't you released these? And he said, Oh, I have this bad habit of like I'll be on tour, I'll go to Jamaica or something like that, and they'll have those like one dollar like penny records. So I buy a hundred of them and then I just like I listen to them and then I sample them and I forget which ones I use. So like <laughs> Damn. and like Danny Brown was like just saying, like, this dude's got like the three like three of his best albums just sitting there because he doesn't know how to clear them, that kind of stuff. And I was just like, that sucks. Just yeah, thinking that, yeah, like, fuck. it's just sitting there. And, like, the the guy wants to release them, but it's just like, eh, I can't. So on to something different. Yeah. It's just crazy. Stuff yeah. that we really don't have to think about whenever, like, we're just writing in a room together. And well, it's yeah, because like, we can police each other and go, hey, that sounds like this song. Let's yeah. maybe not be that direct. Yeah. You have that, you also have that weird stuff. crossover of... uh I don't like bringing these people up, but Kid Rock sampled or rearranged that Metallica song. They also did that with uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they had to. That's that's some sort of like live band rewriting the song sampling. Dave's thing. bringing up Kid Rock and, and Kanye. Kanye. I know. Yeah. And, and yeah. Bill Cosby. I'm going to give I'm going to I'm going to give you a cancel. But these yeah, are but these are all that. like yeah, yeah. unfortunate. I mean, he's not saying they're. They're good people. No. I just flew it's on the just, plane. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just, we, we, we hit, we hit three strikes. You're out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much oh, yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I was out long ago. <laughs> yeah. It's he's, interesting. He's older stuff. than the internet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not though. The internet was 1983. I think I'd read. Yeah. I'm sure like, I'm not that old. <laughs> um, you're still old Dave. I'm old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I think, I, I think my like closing thought on this is that like, if you are only a streaming person, uh, there's, there's more out there that like for one reason or the other, like that Japanese brand, I don't know if it's just like that. Their label is just like, fuck it. We don't care. They're not a band anymore. Or if it's just like, uh, there's like some reason behind it. Well, to that point, that makes me very concerned about the future of a lot of music on streaming is, is there going to be a point when a label is like, Oh, well, you know, Foo Fighters aren't a band anymore. Nobody gives a shit about that. That year 2058 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That happens. If it like, like obviously in the scenario of like, Oh, if a band member does something heinous, there are examples of like bands being, if they're not a big enough band, to like r kelly's music is still everywhere but like there are like smaller bands like this band power bottom specifically uh one of their members gotten a like a big like i don't remember all the details so i'm not going to recount it but like basically they everyone's like no we're not listening to this band anymore you guys shouldn't you need to be held accountable for your actions they had just released their record like a week ago pulled from the internet it's gone it's gone and like in this instance, it's like you can make the arguments like should it be there, etc. But like it is like on the other, like we saw this last year with Warner uh, being acquired, uh, or like it, I think it was Warner Media was acquired, and then like you see on HBO like all these, what's yeah, that fucking right. uh, Catwoman was canceled, or sorry, was it Catwoman or um, yeah, no was, Batwoman? Well, sorry, not, not oh, even yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. being canceled, but like. But big well, shows like Westworld is not on there anymore, which is just weird. And it's the same that's, thing. That's going to happen for streaming movies and TV. And that's like, I get it. It's going to happen to music too. And that's still the reason that I have like a local yeah. library of, of music files, even though I have. Yeah, you know, that's smart. 
because title and everything is like I'm still downloading, you know, definitely not legally purchased copies of some things that I'd <laughs> like to keep in case <laughs> something happens in the future as a But I'm with you. You know, a, a librarian or archivist or something. Yeah. I think I've strayed reasons. too far. Uh, yeah. And like I'm yeah. I'm starting to realize that with well, this whole like saga. Something is gonna disappear that you wanted to listen to and then everybody's gonna be like, Oh, this well, is like, what happens now. Like as, that, that that was the thing for me with Apple Music was like one of the David Bowie albums disappeared and I was like what the fuck? Like that's something yeah. that I bought and now yeah. it's gone. Like, all right, I'm done with this. That so. happened to me this week. I was like trying to listen to the Klaus Nomi records and like, I was like, Oh, they're not on streaming anymore. What the fuck? Right, like, so I had to go, one day. Yeah. I did just go listen to them on YouTube on like this terrible rip of it. And then like, I, like with that, like uh, HBO thing, like outside of like things just being canceled, which is a bit different, but like, as you were saying, but like, it's a huge thing with animation. Like animators are right. like, there there's this guy olin rogers that i've been like following since like youtube days and then like i think the show is called like final space or something but had like three seasons and like it was like his like child and basically as part of this acquisition it was on hbo max and like they just like they took it off right they just there's no physicals there's it you can't watch it anywhere unless it's like on that like freecartoons.com right uh well, that's the, the only place you can watch it imagine your entire life's work right there just being taken away and written off as a tax credit yeah that's fucked well, that's and crazy the no physical thing is is probably going to be a bigger deal for music it's obviously not now most things will get made into a physical release of like a cd or something right because it's not that big of a deal to do that but you're not gonna be able to find that for a small band well, I mean, like the people are still doing like the CD stuff, but like it's 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 becoming a lot less. Right. There, I, yeah. I mean, like there's going to yeah. be a point where it stops where it's yeah, like exactly. Netflix yeah. doesn't publish their shows on, you know, a DVD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If Netflix takes it off Netflix and it's, it doesn't it's thing, gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, well, it's gone. And, and there are there are like a, a lot it's of more complicated like, I remember House that. of Cards being everywhere. Well, and, it's, like, it's more complicated. Than that. It depends on the other production yeah. companies like whoever. Produced but the smaller ones. House of Cards. For sure. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's part of the maybe. Um, uh, I think it's part of the problem with cancel culture at some point. Like maybe. But obviously Damn, you're really trying to get these <laughs> fuck. i really you know who what was the guy's name on house of cards kevin spacey. kevin spacey i think i've heard that was a great show and i yeah. might want to watch it it is the first two seasons are a good show right but just not having that option is like fuck and again you might be able to watch that show and go why why was that gone you know if our kids ask yeah, us that why is that gone this gets into like artists fr- separating art from artists yeah 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 artists. which it's hard to talk about it because i don't obviously i don't condone any of the actions from any right. of these people well, in the context of like a band though if one person is bad and is canceled that's like that's yeah. a whole another problem of like if the label decides you're too much of a risk they're going to just your band's going to not scrub it i'm not going to i'm not going to get i'm not going to get into obviously this obviously it's a whole topic but, yeah there's details I'm not going to get into in this situation, but there's the band Lost Profits. Uh, if, if you guys don't remember, they were huge, like a UK, like I would say that was kind of that emo scene, mm-hmm. but they had that song that's standing on the rooftops, everybody scream your heart out. The singer, if you've never looked him up, did some really heinous stuff, like children, yeah. that kind of stuff. And yeah. he's in jail right now and will probably be for the rest of his life. Um, there's if he, if this, he makes it out but his mu- the, the music is still there yeah. it's still everywhere and like the band members talk about like man i can't even listen to my own music that kind of stuff and there there is that kind of like yeah like should this be here can you separate like i like i don't fault anybody for liking harry potter right i despise like I, 
J.K. Rowling's is clearly an angry woman. She's very angry. Yeah. And has some very, like, just terrible ideas. But, like, I don't fault people for, like, liking Harry Potter. It's like, that's, I'm fine with that. It's a very, it's a delicate situation. Yeah. Uh, Charles Manson is still on Apple Music. Wow, I didn't even know that. Like, I, I knew checked. that. I, I remember, like, people, like, sharing that kind of stuff of, like, oh, yeah, have you ever listened to Charles Manson? Like, Edgelord saying, like, it's actually pretty good music. And it's just, like, okay. But it was, like, on YouTube. I didn't know that it was, like, on streaming. Wow. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, like, when you're talking about, like, artists, whether or not, like, when, when we're just talking about music and whether or not a band uh, or an artist should remain on streaming, it does come down largely to like if the record company sees it as like a too much of a liability. Right. But like to me, the, the, the large, like the, the people yelling is like, fuck cancel culture, fuck cancel culture. I'm like, yeah, okay, well maybe blame the, the company because they're yeah, not willing right. to like, like, or, or, or like understand that this company is like taking the, like, like they're, they're doing the private company thing where they go, we'd rather like, you know, look better than, than yeah. not. And it's just like, it's a weird toss up. I think that, it should be just up to the person if they want to listen to the music. And it's really tough to like, it's tough to draw that line of like, Hey, you know, let's take it down. I I mean, some stuff, I think it, I think it'd be really smart to take R Kelly shit down, but like that, that's a personal thing. They also like money. Yeah. That's a personal thing. But if someone else was like, I want to listen to, to R Kelly stuff. then I think like, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Just as long as then, then, you know, you could enact certain laws that are like, okay, R Kelly stuff is still up, but the, rights holders receive no money from it. Right. Something like that. Things could, like that. could be or figured it, out. It's obviously complicated. Or, to, just, yeah. to or it that, just moves but. the, or just has to move to a different rights owner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Cause I, I don't know. I think it's just to the label or something and not to at all to the artist. I think thing. really it's the, it's the database of having knowledge for what is an example of a bad thing and examples of good things instead of just getting rid of all of the bad things and trying our hardest to forget about them. And by the way, I just, I think it's important to like, uh, just give a quick recap of how we got to what we're saying now. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were talking about how, uh, streaming, how it's, it's, it's crazy how things can come and go really easily. Yeah. Well, and like we haven't hit that point where a lot of stuff is disappearing from music yet. Yeah. We're at the point where like a lot of stuff still isn't on there, but eventually it's going to shift to where labels are going. Well, it cost me, you know, 12 cents a day to have this album on, on title. Not right. Do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that stuff. There are certain me like video games. I think you and I play different types of video games. Like I think you're primarily playing online video games, correct? Where yeah. like, there is no physical version of Valorant, correct? Yeah, I mean, if yeah, there it, it is fully just download it. It's yeah. free, done. I maybe about three years ago just fully decided like I like I don't need the like I don't need the physical copy. I don't care about it. I also like the argument that like oh well then you don't own it. It's like well what you're owning is just like a like an access code. It, yeah. it is a key. It's they not the actual it. game. They could disable it anyway. Right. Yeah. And so like I I've really moved away of like I I don't care. I'm just I'm not a physical guy when it comes to video games anymore. And I'm totally and like people do make that argument of like hey hey it can be it just happened with Nintendo. They took away the 3DS. Uh, eShop so like you can't buy any games on the 3DS eShop anymore and there are games that are locked on that uh, video game console because it has a two screen format that you can't port it without it doing a complete like re right, a like, rethinking of the you whole have to do, redo the yeah. whole game 
to put it on Steam or on a different Nintendo console. So why did they shut down the store? Does Nintendo not Because like Nintendo money? hates its customers I is mean, the genuine fair. answer. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, like, this is a whole nother thing, but I'll talk to you about that later. I mean, Nintendo I, I, clearly doesn't want people to buy their games. Right, they don't like money, yeah. Clearly, they're just dickheads. But they basically... I, I just, like, got away from it because, like, that's a great example. Like, there are specific games that, like, people are like, these are all-timers that I now can't play unless I get a physical copy, which now went from, like, 30 bucks on the used market to 100 Like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. But, like, it doesn't bother me, this idea that, like, oh, yeah, I have God of War 2 on my uh, PS5, and, like, just one day they could take it away from me. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. There's, yeah. there's certain media where I'm just like, eh. You can take it away from me. I played it. I'm done. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I definitely see how, because I feel that way about video games. Oh, it's definitely how a lot of people feel about music. It's yeah. how people feel about music, movies, TV, anything. I, and I, it's like, right. yeah, I see a lot of, I've, I've actually I see seen, how it happens. I've actually seen people get pissed that something is not on streaming or got taken down. And then a, like a day later, they're fine. Aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's, 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 that's kind of the reaction that I see about from that. So it's like, like, I, I, to take yeah, it's it to, not, it's not normal to be like me and just be like, fine, fuck you, Apple music. I'm not doing it. Right. To take yeah. it, to take it to like, like, to, um, like, like Netflix and shit, you know, when a big show is removed from Netflix, there's a thousand of those articles that are like, you have this many days to watch the office until it's gone. And then it's on whatever Peacock, whatever it's on. New girl is about to leave Netflix. Yeah. Right. Like, I think those like Marvel. Marvel, like I remember those yeah, being huge on Netflix, and, Disney, and like I think they're gone. It's, it's all oh, they, Disney, it's yeah. all Disney Plus. Yeah, before yeah. Disney Plus came yeah. out, they did that. But the but the whole yeah, the whole just gone. The whole the whole thing they've been gone for a while. Uh, the whole thing is like um, those things go away. People get upset. And they're like, nah, it's fine. They're going to continue okay. to pay for Netflix. It's like people yeah. get mad when their show favorite show is canceled, and then they're like, I'm going to quit Netflix. It's like, all right, you're probably not. <laughs> yeah, like, nah. Netflix yeah. knows like that six months later, to. you quietly go back. Like, yeah. 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 Well, or I, you go to quit, and they go, hey, we'll give you a dollar off a month. And you're like, all right, I'm good. Ah, my morals are worth a dollar. I think for me, like, I'm going to continue streaming, but like, I, I think that I'm, yeah. I'm going to be a much more like, aware of this stuff well i think i think the 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 biggest takeaway too from what we've been talking about with sampling is like kind of just remembering that 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 the way that stuff is made uh it doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be removed from history it's like yeah it's a it's a it's just because something is made in a way that might be considered like illegal doesn't mean that it should just not exist in like the main way like in our main library of entertainment yeah and you also have to think like how many of these artists like really like especially if we're talking about like potentially deceased artists like yeah. talking about very old artists um how many of them actually care this much like right. like if you were to ask be able to ask some of these people like how much of it was a sandcastle for them they were like i love doing this and i'm i'm enjoying the process and like does it need to be here 150 years later did anyone ever ask bowie that no probably not right but like it's also like are we putting too much like conservation effort for some for certain things that like actually they may not that may not be the purpose right well yeah. just because we can preserve everything doesn't mean we necessarily have to i mean it'd yeah. be cool if we can but like historically that's never happened there's that's true probably millions of hours of classical music written that nobody ever knows about anymore because it yeah. wasn't oh, know, yeah. written down or saved or anything yeah. like that like, yeah that's yep. just kind of the the part of like human nature is going to happen but we're at a point where we can try to save it all maybe yeah it's a unique point in in history yeah right yeah since well, the internet 
Yeah. Well, before we go into what <laughs> what we're listening to, do you, did you guys have any tour stories from uh, your past weekend? It's okay if not. Uh, the the morning we were leaving, we went to this coffee place and Hagen ordered a coffee and I ordered a, <laughs> a, a bigger coffee, and I was like, I got an extra large, and I fucking dropped it. <laughs> I didn't know. There did was they extra- give you another coffee? <laughs> it didn't open fully, which is I think more embarrassing. Was it in a glass container? <laughs> no, it was no, no, not. It was good. in a plastic. He he, he like I I didn't know they had bigger I sizes, and I was like, such you got an a asshole. bigger size. I got a bigger size, and it all just straight falls down. <laughs> yeah, but at least your smaller size it made your hand look bigger. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, I don't know if there was any. There there was unfortunately uh, someone passed out at the bar. That mm-hmm. was that was that was scary. Snake. That was very scary. That was very scary. And I kind of um, feel bad for the band that was closing the night because yeah, that, there was like ambulance and stuff like that. No. Yeah. While they're playing yeah. and they're like, and they're I don't like, know what we're supposed to I do. I saw the the lead sire look at the bartenders like, should we stop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think in that, that situation, I, thought, I probably would have yeah, stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I thought, like you stop and at least take a few minutes and be like, what are we doing? I thought, I, I thought I heard her say, like, should we stop? And then they like were like, yeah, okay, we're done, guys. I yeah, because think of the, like, and I'm not saying this happened. But like, think the worst case scenario, and like, like, would you like to think like, oh man, I kept playing my loud rock songs in that yeah. situation? Yeah, that's yeah. that that's not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, uh, I thought it was a good little good little tour for us, little good little short run. Yeah. Uh, well, that's our, not the juicy stuff. Our air, our Airbnb had Blitz two thousand ar- the arcade game in it. Whoa. Yeah, that was pretty sick. That's pretty serious. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> I was trying to talk sick. to my phone on the wife, and I could hear you guys in the background yelling. <laughs> Full on yelling. She was like, "Do you want to go hang out with them?" I was like, "No, they're playing fucking video games. <laughs> old yeah. video games. Uh, old video games. Super fun video games. Uh, we frolicked in a field. We did frolic in our, the backyard. There's of our, video of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I did think like I was thinking like I saw John Wick recently, and there's like a dance scene and obviously action. And I was like, obviously there's blaring music, and I was like. That set just sounds like squeaking shoes, and maybe there's a metronome <laughs> yeah. for the people to dance and the actors to be on their cue. But I was like, that's not what's happening. Yeah. And I yeah. saw that frolicking field video. And I was like, I wonder what the direction was here. I like, said, what is the actual experience? I said, all right, walk, guys. Uh, on my cue, we frolic. Yeah, when you said that, all I could hear <laughs> in my ears was, because okay. <laughs> the wind hit my ears at the right. I was like, what did you say? And then everybody's what? dispersed, <laughs> looking around and trying to fit in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. and then we stayed up too late, uh, very uh, late. Because that's what always happens. And me and Dave shared Ugh. a room, and I, 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 I came back from the shower, and Dave woke up, and I just I, he goes, Ugh. <laughs> I was like, "You good?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm great." You <laughs> <laughs> gotta let out that morning sigh. <laughs> I, th- I think shortly after that, you're like, "It's not like I had thirty beers last night." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what we're listening to. Uh, I don't really have anything new. I you did, saw Dawes. I saw Dawes. That was at, at how the, was at the factory. How was Dave's Dawes? It was really, really Daw- good. <laughs> and I think um, I will give the factory another chance. And I'm just going to try to get closer to the stage anytime I see a band I want to see there. Yeah, you I were off to the side. There. Yeah, but at no, least in I the mean video I saw. Yeah, we were close to the stage. That was at I was at the bar. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we were close to the stage for a majority of the night, and it sounded great. So. Uh, backtracking that but I also watched the Jason Isbell documentary that just came out called Running With Our Eyes Closed and it's a really good watch nice so, so that's what I'll recommend what yeah. are you dawsing to what am I dawsing to yeah. uh, I, I, I have spent a lot of time listening to the record Boy Genius I've spent mm-hmm. two weeks now didn't we talk about this last week we talked about it before the episode I, yeah, I, you, I, did, I, you didn't want to talk about it I did, I, I, some I, things are said off mic Adam 
<laughs> I said that I didn't, I said that I wasn't going to talk about it last week. Um, and, oh, I thought you did. Uh, no, I talked about Fall Out Boy last week. Um, I, right. I, I might have said that I'm listening to it, but I've really, really given it like a fair shake. And um, you, you and other people, I, I sorry, if this is God damn it, guys! But you're not the only person that said this. But a lot of people who hear this album hear each person's songs, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't know the artist well enough to experience that. And so, like, I can I can kind of hear that, but um, for me, I think the only thing that I feel weird about is like maybe the song order feels a little strange. Like the flow of the album is a little like not my preference. I don't know what I would do differently, but I think the songs are like a plus. They're 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 really well written. I like the lyrics. Uh, I like everything's everything's great on it. So yeah, if you, if you haven't listened good. to it, which you probably have because it's like a huge thing, but the record Boy Genius is really good. I, I saw all the contents are good, but it feels just jointed as a single yeah like thing it does i saw an article that said like oh like it's their first number one record i was like it's their first record (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would hope it's great for them but like i was like "Eh, read the article not the head that was probably (laughs) probably written by ai yeah 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 (laughs) you've been oh nothing nothing other than the that album that hagan just talked about which i agree with i i thought a lot of people were talking about how it's it doesn't feel like an album and it's like I kind of expected that, but it didn't seem that way. It, yeah. I think it just uh, feels weird as, as I'm not as familiar with like all of their works. It's really right. hard for me to like kind of go into this with that kind of idea. Um, but the, I, just the song order feels like, like the progression of like, like up and downs that we feel throughout feels like, like you said, disjointed. It's, it's it, tough. It feels kind of like they just put it in like random. Yeah. Yeah. Because they like couldn't yeah. agree on like how to order it or except, something. Except or maybe for the, it doesn't have to go in an order. I don't know. Maybe except for the first it. song. The first song is obviously the opener. Right. That is obvious like that that that's it. Everything else was like, who knows? But not everybody cares about sequencing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm shocked you didn't listen to the hour and a half long uh orchestral piece that Toma Bengaltar put I out. I did add it to my library and I didn't listen to it yet because it's an hour and a half. I would I <laughs> today I listened to like three hours of music and then i was like oh i'm gonna put that on and then i scrolled down to the bottom to see how long and i was like absolutely not i, 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 shouldn't, <laughs> I, have, like, I shouldn't have done that because i probably had an hour and a half i could have listened to it but i just didn't want to start it at that point i put on nintendo music with rain and that was that was way better <laughs> it was way better it was really calming i can send you the link to that if yeah, you want to say hey you put that in the show also, notes. The, yeah. the 80s city pop uh playlist i listen to uh but genuinely what i've been listening to is uh zane lowe did an interview with uh lincoln park i fell asleep during that really mm-hmm. oh, man like so i loved it because i was is it because dave farrell was on it no no mm-hmm. it's because i was exhausted <laughs> no yeah so i was i was watching it zane lowe love him uh was a huge fan of the first two Linkin Park albums came out when I was like in elementary school and I remember that was like one of the first things that my brother was listening to and I was like what's this and then he shows me and I'm like dude this rips and (laughs) then I just stopped listening to them and then I saw this interview and I was like you know what I should go back and listen to those first two albums the interview was about the 20th anniversary of their second record Meteora and I didn't realize those albums are like 30 minutes long they're they're lean is what they were calling them. And I was like, that that's a good way of putting that. Lean is good. Um, and man, they're so fucking good. I was like, these hold up so much. And I remember specifically the, the song uh, where they have the breakdown of the uh, shut up when I'm talking to you. And I remember I was telling my parents at like Easter uh, brunch, I was like, yeah, I remember listening to this song. 
and like being like, oh man, my teachers, my parents, I just wish they would shut up when I'm talking to them. <laughs> and I, was like, I just remember being a, like a, like a fucking elementary schooler and be like, oh yeah, Same. I get this. Same. Yeah. So like, it just like, it definitely holds up. I, uh, I told one guy I was in the studio with, I was like, yeah, I just like went back and listened to him. And I was like, it feels so good. Just re listening to these. It's just awesome. It feels awesome. And like my partner was getting into it. First thing that came out of his mouth, man, I wish Chester wasn't dead. I was like, oh, fuck. Dude. It fucking killed. When he said that, I was like, yeah, me too, man. <laughs> One of my students tonight was like, have you ever heard of Elliot Smith? And I was like, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like those first two Linkin Park albums, if you, if you were ever into them, don't be afraid to go back. Like it just. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. They, they feel so good. And like watching that live from Texas uh, concert, I was just like, damn, like I can sing the notes that Chester is singing, but I can't sing them the way he is. No, like, no one, no one can sing like Chester did. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that band's wild. And yeah, I don't yeah. know those first two records. I'm just shocked at how, how much they actually hold up. I thought it would just be like, Oh, numb's going to be good. Breaking the habit, that kind of stuff the obvious ones but like the whole thing it there's, doesn't sound like of its time there's a lot of um like very uh specific youtube voice instruction videos about sounding just like like and not just like just like chester but like very song specific moments it's just breakdowns of like here's how you can do this and still not sound half as good and i yeah. re i remember i saw them live and like it was one of those damn things. dude that's awesome I, it was like like a, a year before too and it was one of those things where I like I wasn't going to see them, but I was like, well, I'm already here. I'm going to watch them. And like I remember watching him and thinking like, because you watch like Corey Taylor sing, and you can see the the neck. He's got a big neck, but you can also <laughs> see the strain a bit. But like watching like Chester perform these songs, I was just like, damn, he didn't like. There was no like it was effortless. Like yeah. he didn't yeah. strain. His face wasn't red. It was just very like that's he could do that. And I was like, that's fucking crazy yeah. you have to like wonder if like people like um you know like kurt cobain could like like if they had made it to their like 60s or 50s like could they have done that or oh, would they have was, sounded like yeah he was already dave. blowing his voice out yeah dave grohl i just started singing sorry dave grohl fuck <laughs> yeah uh yeah so uh any plugs that you guys got Obviously, we have a shared one, but <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, our band Moniker is playing uh, in Dallas this Friday, April fourteenth. Uh, it'll be during emo night. So, as I've been saying, you know, come relive your old, uh, you know, the glory days, and then see some of the bands trying to make the new glory days. So, uh, it that's at Southside Ballroom in Dallas, Texas. Um, yeah, you we're playing late late enough. It's like an after party type thing. So like you can go do the emo night thing and like, you know, scream your MCR out, get that all out, then come watch us and join in the pit. I, I've tried to make a for the for the most part, except for maybe one song, I tried to make a like a set that I was like, there's a pit moment at least somewhere in each of these songs, if not the entire song. So hopefully we get a pit. Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely pitted. <laughs> Absolutely pitted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely bricked I, up. Absolutely pitted. I imagine we can put uh uh we can put a link to tickets also and and I think this. we did last yeah, week. Okay, yeah, I think so. When yeah. you guys mentioned it, right? Yeah. That would have been yeah. last week, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Anybody got anything else?
No. Nope. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you so much. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on whatever podcast app you are using. If you're watching on YouTube right now, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Those things help us out a whole lot. Um, if you're on social media, you can find us DFTA podcast on Instagram. Don't be the artist on TikTok. Go drop a follow on both of those things. Instagram is good. Cause we post when we're going live. Um, I know we haven't done our, uh, Hagen and Dave fun Fridays for a couple of weeks, but we're going to be doing that this Friday. Yep. I'm saying it now. So we, ha- we have to do it. Um, so we're doing that this Friday again, cause we probably won't be doing it again for a couple weeks <laughs> after <Yeah>. that <laughs> more traveling uh, yeah yeah exactly so we're gonna do this one um if you have any thoughts about topics if you want to say hi if you want to send us any long rants any thoughts that you have please send us an email at sampling at don'tfeedtheartist.com uh seriously anything you can you can put anything you want to in the uh, in the email we'll get it um please and, sample us in your next song we'd love that we and would. by that i mean the podcast not my music yeah, sample sample the podcast. Ask for yeah, this, permission this, on that this one. This is serving <laughs> as a, a record that you can do that for yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Um, and uh, please drop a comment on the YouTube video. Uh, slide in our DMs on Instagram and TikTok. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And... Fuck off! Get, get rid of the towel! It sounded louder than normal. <laughs>